Mobile payments are emerging, and banking institutions, in many regards, have been the last to join the proverbial party. Now the FDIC has issued a list of best practices and considerations for mobile payments, shedding light on areas banks should address in 2013 and beyond. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here today with Rob Drodowski and Matt Homer, both of the FDIC, who shed light on some top mobile payments concerns regulators say banks should address. Rob and Matt, before we get started, could you explain what your roles with the FDIC are and how they touch mobile payments? Thanks, Tracy. This is Rob Drozdowski, and I work in the Division of Risk Management Supervision and the Technology Supervision Branch, where we focus on operations, payments, technology, and third-party management risk. In addition, the area I work in is responsible for the policies and oversight of the FDIC's Technology Service Provider Program that includes many of the companies our banks are partnering with to provide mobile payment services to their customers. Hi, Tracy. This is Matt Homer. I work on the policy staff in the Division of Depositor and Consumer Protection, and in this role, my work touches mobile payments in two ways. The first is from a consumer protection and consumer compliance perspective, as we are interested in the implications of mobile payments for consumers and also interested in ensuring these products comply with applicable consumer regulations. The second way I work on mobile payment issues is through the FDIC Chairman's Advisory Committee on Economic Inclusion, which is interested in mobile financial services for its potential to draw the unbanked and underbanked into the banking system. The winter 2012 issue of Supervisory Insights includes a section that's actually dedicated to mobile payments. Why did the FDIC, Rob and Matt, think the time was right to issue a list of definitions and best practices for mobile payments? Well, Tracy, first we just wanted to point out that the article does not necessarily reflect any official views of the FDIC and instead only represents the views of the authors who wrote it. Uh, that said, as authors, we thought it would be useful to develop an overview of the mobile payments landscape that describes the current regulatory framework and identifies risks associated with this technology, and we, we thought this would be useful for several reasons. First, mobile phone adoption continues to increase, and as more and more people have mobile phones, they are increasingly using them to perform more sophisticated functions, such as mobile payments. Second, at conferences and through other interactions with industry, We've heard a lot of questions about this space and have noticed that although certain aspects of mobile payments have received considerable attention, less focus has been given to regulatory and risk considerations. So with these factors in mind, we hope this article helps address some of those gaps by documenting the current lay of the land regarding mobile payments and how existing regulations apply to this technology. And Tracy, we also recognize that there are a lot of new technology companies and partnerships emerging in the mobile payments marketplace. And many of these companies appear to be more entrepreneurially oriented startups that may not have had experience in providing services for a federally insured bank in the past. And since FDIC-supervised banks tend to be smaller, more community-oriented in nature, our banks are much more likely to leverage third-party partnerships to offer new products and services than to develop them themselves. Now, in this summary that's come out from the FDIC, the FDIC discusses mobile payments technologies, pilots that are being tested in the field, and the numerous entities, as you've noted, Rob, such as mobile carriers that touch the payment space. What can you tell us about some of the unique challenges that this summary of mobile payments raises about mobile payments? Well, I think it's important, Tracy, to recognize a, a few key observations about the mechanics of mobile payments uh, technologies in the current marketplace. Based on our review, you know, it currently appears unlikely that any one technology for originating mobile payments will become dominant in the marketplace in the near term. 
Rather, there's going to be a number of innovative technology solutions, including NFC, barcodes, proximity, and other technologies that will exist concurrently in the marketplace for at least the near term. But regardless of the technology used to initiate mobile payment, in the U.S. marketplace anyways, almost all the solutions uh, rely on established retail payment channels, ACH, credit debit cards, networks, prepaid programs, and EFT networks are all fundamental to the mobile payment. And since existing retail payment channels provide the principal rails for mobile payments, banks will continue to play a key role in facilitating mobile payments. In addition to those, there are a couple of other potential challenges that arise from mobile payments. One of those is the unique set of stakeholders and regulations that may apply to a given product. For example, a product may have multiple stakeholders and third parties that implicate a number of different regulators. A product may also have multiple features or funding sources that implicate a number of different regulations. And this creates a situation in which extra attention needs to be given to compliance. Another potential challenge involves applying a set of legacy regulations to a new type of technology. How similar would you say that this particular summary about mobile payments is to other best practices that regulators have issued in the past? Yeah, that's a good question, Tracy. Our understanding is this article is really unique in that it's focused exclusively on mobile payments. And although there are existing regulations and guidance out there still applied, this is really unique in that it's tailored specifically for that context. That's exactly right, Matt. And while no new federal regulations have been issued governing mobile payments, you know, existing guidance, regulations, and policies relate directly to mobile payments, you know, most notably things like the Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act information security requirements that outline expectations for safeguarding customer information, and guidance related to authentication and third-party risk management. Now, Rob, I want to go back to talking about some of these differing players that you mentioned earlier in the call, especially the non-financial and non-traditional players that are getting involved in mobile payments. Financial institutions as card issuers and payments acquirers, of course, have a number of fraud and security concerns that they have to deal with, even if they don't choose to play an active role in the mobile payments landscape, as you rightly noted earlier. What are some of the greatest concerns from an issuing and acquiring perspective? You know, I think you know, one of our key takeaways, Tracy, from our review of the current mobile payments marketplace is that the fundamentals of payments risk management should remain uh, constant for most banks that are getting involved. Transactions are going to be continued to be received and sent, whether it be on the issuing or the acquiring side, through existing retail payments channels, at least in the, in the U.S. marketplace right now. However, the way transactions are initiated is constantly evolving, and it often involves, uh, as we discussed, non-bank technology service providers that are, are relatively new to the marketplace. And therefore, we believe that the management of third-party technology service provider relationships is going to evolve as a key part of a bank's overall mobile payments risk management strategy. That's right. In addition to those points, Rob, one other thing, I think from a consumer's perspective, studies and surveys show that consumers are concerned about privacy and security when it comes to mobile payments. And so financial institutions will want to consider these factors as they seek to increase user adoption of these technologies. And how would each of you say banking institutions are preparing for some of these emerging payments, such as the mobile wallet? Well, based on our observations, banking institutions seem to be waiting to see which products will emerge as dominant in the mobile wallet marketplace. However, I think from our perspective, we hope that as banks get involved in this space, they will pay close attention to the regulations and issues that are important to consumers, such as privacy and security, and the other issues that we raise in the article. Specifically regarding third parties, we also hope that they'll conduct proper due diligence in choosing vendors and establish appropriate contract provisions governing vendor relationships. 
and also conduct ongoing monitoring of vendor compliance. What recommendations would you say regulators have to offer where the security of these cards that have been essentially loaded to mobile devices is concerned? Hey, Tracy, I think that the existing regulatory framework governing information security it currently applies in this situation as well. And so the things like the Gramlich Filing Information Security Program, our authentication guidance are all key parts of what we should expect to see in applications that are offered on a mobile device for consumers. Now, this particular summary or article that's related to mobile payments actually describes an array of different mobile payments options. Can you explain how some of those options differ? Sure. In the article, we identify a number of different technologies and several different uses of those technologies. For example, I mean, mobile payments can be used to make uh, point-of-sale payments or facilitate person-to-person payments. But in either case, mobile payments are facilitated by the increasing popularity of smartphones and the availability of -of point-of-sale terminals that are equipped to process transactions and also near-field communications. The only thing I'd add to that, Matt, is that the existing payments rails for actually moving the funds are still the traditional retail payments rails that currently exist in the marketplace. And most of the mobile payment solutions that we've seen in the marketplace thus far, ACH, checks in some cases, credit and debit cards and prepaid are still fundamental to moving the money. When we look at some of the threats that are posed by these emerging payments landscapes as far as fraud detection and prevention is concerned, what would you say are some of the top risks that institutions need to consider? I think that while we didn't make any specific uh, general uh, observation about how payments models will uh, impact the bank's ability to leverage transaction data to identify anomalous behavior, detect fraud, and provide uh, customized content and product offers, it's an important point to recognize that the data that institutions get conducting payments are key to many of the risk management processes. And so while we don't provide any specific recommendations in this area, we believe that this is a factor that banks should consider in in evaluating new payment product solutions. You also mentioned, Rob, about some of the different considerations when it comes to compliance. What about compliance when it comes to consumer privacy laws and mandates, such as the PCI data security standard, which is something that merchants have traditionally been a little bit more concerned about? What recommendations are regulators offering there? You know, the payment card uh, industry data security standards is, is a great example of industry coming together to establish a self-governance model to protect and preserve the integrity of the, the payment systems. And while the FDIC does not necessarily enforce PCI standards, uh, we recognize that they set forth the benchmark for managing payments in a safe and sound manner. Yeah, that, that's right. And in the article, we point out that although there are currently no federal laws or regulations that specifically govern mobile payments, to the extent that a mobile payment uses an existing payment method, such as a ACH or EFT, the laws and regulations that apply to that method will also uh, apply to the mobile payment. And our article focuses on those uh, federal laws and regulations with applicability to mobile payments transactions. However, you know, as Rob discussed, we also recognize there are other applicable standards or subnational laws that are also important uh, to consider. And then before we close, could either of you talk about the future? Do you anticipate any future guidance being issued by banking regulators that relates specifically to mobile? We're not aware of any current plans to issue formal guidance in this space. However, um, at the FDIC, we continue to monitor the marketplace, and we want to continue having a dialogue uh, with relevant stakeholders, as we have been having with folks, um, particularly in in industry, and, and which we found very helpful and useful so far. I'd like to thank both of you again for your time today. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Rob Jardowski and Matt Homer of the FDIC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.